All right, so this is our first podcast. We don't have a name yet, but my name is Carl Ray Johnson. Yeah, I'm Pedro Malacas. And we're going to be doing podcasts specifically about filmmaking and photography and also the business surrounding it. Yeah. Yeah, also probably try to bring people here to be interviewed uh to talk about other professionals to talk maybe with clients uh to see their perspective yeah you never really hear so much the client side you hear a bunch of guys talking about this side but yeah that's a good idea to bring on some clients from time to time and maybe we're maybe we're getting it all wrong (laughs) maybe (laughs) maybe this goes into a totally different a totally different thing but uh this is the first one uh we're always going to talk about photography we're always going to talk about video and then gear is obviously something that comes uh, along, and um, yeah, we'll we'll try to put on the table a lot of uh, a lot of subjects, a lot of um, things to think about, and you know, talking about the industry. Although we are living in a place where the industry, it's where the industry is not so strong. So we're also talking about that, and I think also to talk about how to start and how to develop. Um, your um, passion and your business wherever you are because we are in a place that it's not so common to to do this business right yeah we're in costa rica we're in the south of costa rica and a couple he's lives in pedro lives in san isidro i live in dominical a beach town and yeah places that you wouldn't think that you could be a freelance you know filmmaker or photographer but we make it work and so I, I think that's what we want to talk about today first is what it's like freelancing in other parts of the world you know maybe you're not in the United States maybe you are and, and all this will still apply anywhere you're at but I, I also want to talk about for people that live outside those main hubs what it's like or maybe you want to leave those places a yeah. lot of people are looking to greener grasses wanting to move to paradise wherever that might be and wanting to know if they can do this wherever they go. And I, th- I think the freelancing in general is something that is kind of broad and then we can apply for our specific case at the moment, but it's kind of what I did back in Europe was very similar to what I did here. Yes, yeah, so what what's I'm your, doing what's your here. background? Yeah. Where did you come from before? I was living in I was living in Germany in in the capital in Berlin, I, I lived there for eleven years, and uh, all the all that time I was doing photography. I have, I had my own studio, um, and I was focusing mainly in photography. Video was always present. I always had interest in video even before uh, having my own studio. But when I opened my studio, I was like, I'm going to photography, and when I need video, I just uh, hire someone or I just call some friends. So that was my background. I had, so I had a studio. I was doing a lot of product photography, a lot of actors photography, com- business photography corpor- for corporations. I was doing events, um, sh- shooting concerts, shooting conferences, all kinds of stuff. In fact, very similar because my background was freelancing before. So you had your own studio there too. Yeah, right? yeah. It was a really nice studio in a my favorite neighborhood in berlin like really famous neighborhood the kind of trendy neighborhood uh full of graffiti all over the place crazy people all, all over the place and he had a really 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 great vibe um 
and it, it teached me a lot it teached me that once you have a physical space like you have here you there's a your clients they will stop asking you about portfolio most of the times they just go in talk to you and they assume you know what you're doing before that i would have like 99 of my clients show me your work blah 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 and this is a step that it was kind of forgotten because they when they see the sign when they go inside your studio they just okay this guy knows what he's doing and um we can talk about what i need but um it's a safe it's a safe bed it's a safe place to do things and that was really important for me also the collaboration uh, because i was also renting my studio i had many many teams there doing all kinds of things and uh, it's a great way to learn um and then you also have people starting and you can teach them stuff uh which is also a way to learn for yourself and going back to the basics it's it's super important to sometimes just to go back to the basics and just keep it simple and that's something that i think we both share is when we come to costa rica because there's a lot less offer when it comes to equipment when it comes to models when it comes to even clients um you need to learn how to in a way i would call it i wouldn't call it downgrade but you need to learn what you, what you really need you kind and, of have to create it the industry here in a way yeah. it doesn't necessarily already exist all those elements sometimes you you a lot of times you need to tell your client what they need what they need and it they happened, might not even know they need a video or photos it happened to me this week uh with this project i'm doing now he was asking me for five to seven pictures and maybe a little bit of footage and i said dude you're working for a college for a university you should document the entire process and i would be super you will pay more but i i would be super excited to do that and the guy tells me dude i'm i'm an architect and teaching is something recent and i didn't even see that mm-hmm. but you're so right i mean i'm i'm in college i i need to document everything so you i ended up explain the value to i ended up yeah or giving him ideas mm-hmm. uh, i ended up making three times the money i was going to make and working in a project that interests me a lot more to do it this way but for you uh coming here you came here like uh three years ago i came here like two and a half years ago um i moved down here from california i spent some time in los angeles that's where i first got into video my background's in photography um i decided i wanted to get into video i went and moved to la did kind of the thing where you know i'll move to you know the hub of it i went to some did some schooling um for editing and a little bit of video production classes started working as a pa you know kind of like the small piece of this big machine uh had a really good experience learned a lot but didn't really feel like i was getting the creative control that i wanted and i just didn't feel like i had much creative control um so when i left there i started considering the idea of freelancing more just kind of on my own and and learning all the different aspects instead of just being an editor 
you know, or just being a lighting person. I wanted to learn everything, you know. It, to me, it's all of those aspects are really interesting. And that's what really uh, enticed me with being freelance is that you get to learn all those things, you know. But when we were do you were doing that, you were already, you wanted to do that because you, you already knew that you were coming to Costa Rica and you needed to be a man of all, a jack of all trades? No, no, I had no plan to move to Costa Rica at that time. It was more of just interest in getting into video and and originally I wanted to make documentaries. That's what I wanted to do and that's why I wanted to learn video. It was more of like wanting to just create my own documentaries about my crazy adventures traveling the world at first and documenting that. Um, and then it, it kind of became a, a side gig just to make some money here and there. I started filming some stuff for friends, um, filming some music videos, uh, just other artist friends of mine doing projects with them. And then when I decided to move to Costa Rica, I realized that here's an opportunity to start fresh and I have these skills now, you know, I had, you know, many years um, in my background in photography. I, I knew my way around a camera really well. Now I knew a little bit of video. I was like, why not just try to make this my full-time thing, you know? And I moved here and fortunately, right away, I was able to find a client. I, I started a profile on Upwork, which is like Fiverr, where people find remote workers and creatives and it so, just so happened that somebody here in Costa Rica found me on Upwork, saw I was in Costa Rica, I had put that as where I live now, and contacted me wanting somebody to actually come on site to the resort and make content for the resort as well as their, they want to start a YouTube channel. And this is the daily vlog. This was a daily vlog that they want to start. Yeah. And this is where we met in this the end. This is where we met, was at this, um, this huge kind of beach like almost like vacant beach resort <laughs> it, it was, was like it was hard covid back then yeah so this is like covid just shut everything down um and it just felt like this abandoned beach resort that we yeah. were at nobody else was staying there it was a little bit weird but like <laughs> but beautiful spot you know right on the beach and uh i started out just doing daily vlogs uh for this guy i did like almost a year straight of daily vlogs and this was the first time I'd ever done this much editing I was shooting it as well but more than anything I was I was literally editing every day so you were punching that bag and getting a lot of exercise yeah and just getting like it was like doing like the same workout every like doing like 100 push-ups every day but daily vlogging year. like that is on steroids it's like editing on steroids shooting on steroids everything is like boom 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 i boom, was boom. just doing the same essentially the same thing every time but uh, fortunately the client was pushing me to try new things he wanted me to like try new effects he'd find something on from a different video he'd seen he'd be like hey can you do this and i'd be like no but i can learn how to do it and i would go on youtube learn how to do it learn how to do like some wipe masking effect or something. Yeah. And this is where I learned like all of the effects that I now use all the time. And get, correct me if I'm wrong, but is this where you also started like using uh, footage from uh, other sites, different music? Because uh, he had, yeah. I remember he had all this 
subscription on all these platforms yeah. like uh storyblocks story epidemic sound yeah. he gave me his sign in for those i had never really used stock footage or con like music like the royalty for music like that before um and that was really cool just seeing how vast these libraries are that you can use and then it actually got me to start making stock footage as I was well going, i was going to say that yeah so because of that it turned into I'm like oh i got this other side gig that i can start now and slowly build up a collection of stock footage i can take little you know a few clips from every shoot that i do i can on free days i can go out and shoot whatever the hell i want and upload it and you know it's become an extra passive income source so that client and that gig it, it was really the, the start of everything for me as far as my freelance filmmaking mm -hmm. career goes. It really like jump-started it. It gave me the confidence that I could do it here because it was full-time right away. Um, and then later down the line, we met at actually, we did a seminar together, a week-long workshop That's on true. Uh, creative um, content creation, basically, like filmmaking and photography. Yeah. Uh, Pedro focused on teaching photography and I focused on doing kind of general videography and editing and, and photography and too. we did a week long neither of us had ever done anything like this like being up on like stage with like you know like public speaking and stuff like that like this is not something that I've done a lot of public speaking okay. but not like that yeah I did I did theater for many years oh yeah well that definitely helps I was always terrified of public speaking but you're good but this was great because it was small it was just yeah. a small group and it didn't feel like a ton of pressure you know like it I had already been working there for like almost a year at this point too I felt really comfortable in the space and and yeah it, it ended up being a really awesome opportunity to connect with other people so this is the time where you're working with this guy a little bit after you came to costa rica and uh, your freelance work was starting at the same time yeah so i hadn't even really been at that time i was so busy with with him that i wasn't taking on other clients yeah. really and i finally realized that i now had the the skills and the know-how of like you know how to complete these whole projects yeah um to just do it on my own now and i was like why am i spending all my time making you know this guy's youtube channel why am i not making my own why am i spending all this time driving you know two hours north every week making the same videos all the time i was just getting bored of it and i realized that i could just start doing it on my own and now. it was hard work it was it was really hard work. work long hours like i mean we were doing 16 hour days we were doing 16 hour yeah. days which is crazy and maybe a lot of people what are you filming during 16 hours a day man crocodiles yes, a lot <laughs> uh, of things crocodiles zip lining yeah we surf. were doing every activity you could possibly uh, do because we'd bring in the the people from the seminar all over and like yeah. It was it was cool. I, I literally got to do every activity in Costa Rica Man, that I would have never for paid free? for, and I was getting paid to do it. Exactly, <laughs> but it was it was exhausting. It was super it was exhausting. exhausting to the and... point where last time I worked with him, and I told you this before, uh, in a bunch of years of working professionally, I have to check how many because I don't remember. But for sure, more than twelve years. First time I I lost files. First yeah. time I lost files. That he called me where are these files and I'm like man uh uh I, we have a problem now uh i lost them because i was just exhausted 
you know, 16 hour days, sometimes 12 hours days, sometimes 16 hour days. Well, and you're doing everything. You're doing everything. You're not just doing, you're not just 16 hours running the camera. No. You're 16 hours doing literally sound, camera, lighting, directing, uh, file organization, editing. Like you're literally doing every job of like an entire crew. Yeah. Yeah, and we were hours. we were together, but uh, it would it would make oh, I was things a lot when easier. He brought you on because I was like, man, I need help. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. And fortunately, we we continued on after that, um, and we've worked on a bunch of projects since. Yeah, then. we did a bunch of projects together. So right now we thought, okay, it's time to because we've been talking. Uh, regularly and we realize that we we have really good conversations about what's going on in the industry how it works here in Costa Rica we love to talk about equipment and then we decided to do this podcast where we can put all these things on the table and then go out again and 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 film again and uh, photograph again maybe with less technical things in mind and all that but just leave that up here and for me at least I see it that way and then try to find my own language and try to, f to get the best I can from each project. What, um, what kind of shoots have you been since moving to Costa Rica? You know, before you were working in a studio, you were doing mainly portraits and photography. What, since moving here, how has that all changed and what, what kind of jobs have you been mainly taking on here? Well, in Berlin, in Germany, I was doing a lot of studio, but also outside of the studio. So there was not really a big difference when it comes to freelance, uh, because I would take a lot of different jobs from wine tastings to big conferences. The thing here is there's less variety. It's very much uh, if you want to make a buck fast, it's very much about real estate, um, some activities, some things people like some projects construction projects or workshops or online courses or little little commercials that people like uh recently i did a, a little commercial for a guy that is doing some small coffee business um so this is um what i've been doing here uh, i i think you can charge the same amount here no How, no much less than yeah than berlin yeah uh, also, well, not much less, but I would say less for sure. I, I, I would say maybe in a, here, if I ask Lark for five hundred dollars for something in Berlin, I would get like seven fifty. It really depends because you end up a lot of times, and you know this as as well as me, or even better. Sometimes you make your price depending on the client. Yeah, it depends also on the responsibility you have on that uh, on the. Not that you're going to work better or worse. You always, I know you and you know me, we always do our best. But it's like, if you see that you're working for a corporation with tons of money, then you kind of ask for more money. Uh, I don't know if this is good to say out loud, but it's true because, um, and this, I think it's more, I don't want to, this to sound wrong. When you have a, a strong corporation, you ask what you value, your value. And a lot of times when you work to people that has less money, then you just say, okay, I do it anyway for 300 bucks. Mm -hmm. So it's not a question of... It's a sliding scale. Yeah, it's not stealing from the rich, but it's kind of getting a, 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 a fair pay from the, from the more 
the people with more money that can pay the job and sometimes do cheaper jobs uh, for people that are a little bit more struggling to get the business going or something like that, especially in times like the last two years where mm. people are. Yeah, I, and, and I think that it's important to, to take on projects that might, you might be getting paid less, but it's giving you more work, it's giving you more practice, you're working out that muscle, you're keeping yourself busy. I mean, unless you have like plenty of clients that are willing to pay, you know, what you want, then great. But in the beginning, you don't necessarily have that. And I think the most important thing in the beginning is just to keep taking on jobs, keep working. I mean, I do jobs for free, even, even today. If I, you know, see uh, you know, an opportunity or, or a friend wants something and it's a cool project that I'm actually interested in, maybe I get, well, of course, if I do it for free, I generally get full creative control yeah um that's advantage number one yeah and especially when you're getting started like you know it gives you content to be able to show people so i've always said the best way to get clients is to make content that you want to make you know it could it doesn't have to be even related to like if you wanted to get you know a real estate gig you don't necessarily have to get it by showing real estate videos, you can get it by just showing your skills. Mm-hmm. And to develop those skills, you just have to make videos. That is take true. Photos that is true. And uh, put it out there. Post on social media your projects very quickly, every week. Make sure people are seeing you know, what you're what Very you're making. quickly, I want to say a bunch of times, I didn't have the portfolio for that type of job, mm-hmm. but I show something and I say, I can easily adapt to that. And yeah. you, you get the and job most anyway. people, they can tell if you know if you can make a good video you can tell if somebody knows what they're doing you can also tell if they enjoy what they're doing mm-hmm. what they're doing and especially if it's something creative i found it actually sells better oh yeah and it applies to kind of all the different gigs whereas if you just show a real estate video or a wedding video you may not get hired or offered gigs that are more creative because you're doing the standard yeah uh, and you get better paid when you're really good and you show your creativity for totally. sure yeah and another thing is uh when you do that and this is like almost a tip it's like you'll get more clients because that that job will be shown people will see it this guy that you work will recommend but it will recommend you and maybe it will say this guy is cheap so one thing you su- you should say to this person that man i I'm doing it. I'm doing a really cheap price for you. But if you recommend me, just don't talk about money. Say, oh, this guy's good. That's yeah. it. And um, yeah, word of mouth is yeah. the best way to get more clients. So you get creative control. You get advertising. Uh, what else do you get? It's free advertising. It's like, free advertising. It's, if, if you focus on, I always try to do this, that every gig that I do, I focus on getting another client from that gig. So whether it's, when I'm there, maybe I'm at a wedding, shooting a wedding, and people just, they see I'm the camera guy, you know? So now they know what you do. Now everybody that's at that wedding knows what you do. Yeah. Every one of those people work at different companies, have their own businesses. Will marry. Will marry. I just did a wedding from a different wedding the year before. Somebody was at that wedding. Uh, so maybe they see you just walking, like sometimes it's just they see you with a camera, and now they know what you do. And they approach you. You know this bamboo guy, Rudolfo? I went to work with the architect. 
and we were having lunch talking to Rodolfo and said man I need someone like you to do to I want to do an online course and mm -hmm. I, I really I, I want to do it with you no portfolio nothing nothing, nothing. all they gotta see sometimes is that you're you got a camera in your hand you were hired by somebody else they yeah. just assume that you're the professional. That guy already did the job of, of searching this dude. So Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So it's interesting. Like you think in the beginning you need, you know, this amazing portfolio already all set up to get gigs. And I mean, I think having a good portfolio is important and you should always be like, you know, building up your portfolio. But I find that once you do a, a few jobs and if you do them well, and most importantly, you make the client happy and you put out the best you know, product that you can, the best video, best photos, and it just kind of cascades from there. And if, you, if you're constantly pleasing the clients, it just it spreads and, and, and people now know that you do that, you know, and you're, you kind of become that person, that, the camera yeah. guy. Or, you yeah, know. yeah, yeah. And people recommend you. I see a lot of times... Uh, someone asks on Facebook groups, um, who's around that can make, and I see you're not answering, but people are answering Carl Ray Johnson. Yeah, it's funny. I don't even see those posts unless somebody recommends me. Exactly. And if people aren't recommending me, I can't spend all day on Facebook searching through every post. On where we live here, there's this uh, Facebook group of the area, and people are on it like... I swear they're posting like every minute on there and there's just tons of information and it's great for you know I advertise on there as well I've gotten a bunch of clients just from posting a video on that group almost every time I posted on that group I've gotten clients um, but it's just overwhelming sometimes so because I've done good work for people they recommend me on there and and the jobs just kind of fall in my lap. Nine times out of 10, they just come to me. I'm realizing now in this conversation, we are talking about ourselves, but I think a lot of what we're talking, basically people watching us or listening to us, they can, they can see this is like good information for them. And going on this, if they want to start freelancing, going on this, um, on this route, I would ask you, I would like to ask you, um, when you start thinking about freelancing what were the steps you had for advertising you you what what have you done to advertise yourself let's say to start things go to have things going because i think at this point uh we do basically the same type of work but you're pushing a lot more than me i'm not really pushing so much and i would like to talk about this because i think it's important for people to realize that you get very different results when you push and we don't when you don't push. So I'll start with my, when myself. I'm not pushing a lot. I'm doing other other things now. So I I'm just a little bit uh, going low now. And of course I'm getting one job a month. Uh, but I'm doing my own YouTube things and all that. But in terms of commercial work, I'm I'm not having a lot. But you're having a lot. And I think it's because you started before um, this this push, and you now you're kind of like surfing. I imagine sometimes better, sometimes worse, but thing is it has a good flow. Is that what's happening? 
Yeah, I, I've been, yeah, I've been pushing pretty hard, and especially in the last like month, even more. I just got this studio space we're actually shooting in right now, so I, I decided to go outside of my house. I was working just from my house before, and get a space dedicated to doing all my creative work, so doing all my editing. I wanted to shoot YouTube videos in here. I wanted a place just to like have all my gear, be able to like spread out, organize it, be able to see it, do setups, leave it up, come back the next day, continue. And, and I learned that once I opened the doors to this place, um, I just, it changed my mentality and my mindset, and I stopped thinking about my freelancing as just the guy with the camera and a backpack and taking on gigs, finding, always finding, trying to find the next client to running a business. And I, I specifically named the business Costa Rica Filmmakers, plural, and even on the door it says video production. So it's not just, um, you know, videographer or like, it's like production and it's filmmakers, even though it's just me at this point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, my intention is to build it into something where I have a crew and I can take on bigger projects. And, and now that I have a space for it, I got a sign on the door, it makes me like motivated and um, focused more on being an entrepreneur and creative mm -hmm. instead of just a creative that gets paid to make a video. And but let's not forget that for some people, having this, a place like this, it's heavy for them. They don't need it at all. They just want the backpack and go from place to place. Totally. And yeah. that's fine. But you've been here. You. I've done that for yeah. a while. And, you know, I was wanting to just travel for years and I didn't want anything holding me back. Yeah. And I wouldn't trade that for the world. I had some of the most amazing times doing that. But I guess I got to a certain point in my life where I wanted to, you know, settle down a little bit and... For me, I didn't even realize how much getting a dedicated office space would change my worth ethics and like my business. I had no idea. I mean, I knew I just needed more space. But you had a good um, suspicion that that would. Yeah, I mean, I had the intention of it, like you know, making it. If I'm like, if I'm gonna do this, I'm gonna fucking do it right, and I'm yeah. gonna like. You know, put now I have extra rent, and it's you know it's a commitment for sure. But it's something that, even more than I expected, has changed my whole reality in freelancing. I now have more clients. It's coming to me more. Uh, the biggest change I, I've realized recently, which I wasn't somehow doing before, is posting on social media every every week like i'd like to say every day i haven't been doing it every day but um and posting like every every job that i do i take at the end of editing that project i i start another sequence next to it specifically for instagram or facebook mostly i, I do it on instagram and i make a short little i find the best clip of that yeah. shoot that i did put it on that timeline export it for instagram post it I don't say that, oh, hey, look, I do this, and if you need... But there's something you do that I think it's very good, which is you also advertise your YouTube, uh, every YouTube video you create, and people will check it, and they will see your face. 
yeah they'll see your they will see your your vibe they will see how you and that's kind of yeah cool. that's something i didn't realize when starting a youtube channel was that it was going to end up being another way for clients to get to know me because yeah. i do have it linked on my website and you know everywhere i i mention on my social media that i have a youtube channel and i I think that no I oh well, I know that some clients are going to it because they mentioned it to me. Oh, I checked out one of your videos, blah yeah. blah. And and yeah, I think it does help for like being able to, for people to get to know you, feel yeah, more you comfortable see a face, by you, you know. You see a face, you go, yeah, "Okay, you're I, in the public. You're you're in the public and you're also maybe like for my channel I talk about filmmaking and do tutorials and and business of it." So now it looks like I'm even more of a specialist or professional with it because they oh, see yeah. that I'm... He has a YouTube... For a lot of people, having a YouTube channel is something that they don't even think, oh, how can I do a YouTube channel? Mm -hmm. It's difficult. It's like, oh, this guy has one and just talks... This guy's good. Yeah, and that's something I didn't even expect that was, you know, going to happen. I didn't think that it... I didn't think that those two things were going to align as much, but they kind of become one and the same. Because the YouTube game is like, oh, you don't have like 50,000, 100,000 followers? Yeah. Come on, man. What are you doing? No. You have a YouTube channel and it has, it has value. You get value from this because people will check it. Uh, a client will check it. A local client will check it. And yeah, say, people oh, cool. check everything these yeah, days. Yeah. Like, they don't just like Google you. They go onto your Facebook. They go onto your Instagram. They scroll down. And maybe they don't like, want to see your entire video because they don't really care about video. Uh, but they're like, okay, I just this is cool. They just see that you're doing it. Yeah, yeah this guy's yeah. doing it. But yeah, on the social media thing too, people seeing that you're putting out content on a regular basis like they always think that i'm actually working more than i really am like they're like man you've been working so much yeah and i mean i have been busy but like it seems like on their end because i'm posting regularly i might even post like from one shoot sections and put it out for a few different days and people don't know it all came from the same shoot but like it looks like i'm working my ass off all the time and therefore there it they want to work with you because they see you're busy and they see what you're doing. It's funny. I think like when I was, when I had my studio, I was working so much with different stuff. I wouldn't, my Instagram was like zero. Yeah. One day I would like, okay, let me post something. And I would post 20 pictures in one day because I didn't have time to, but yeah, you're doing maybe less than I was doing before, but for someone following you, it's like, it's, Oh, he dropped another one. Mm -hmm. It's like he dropped another well, yeah, one. Yeah, and it depends too on where you're at. Like you were in a busy area of Berlin. Mm -hmm. You know, you were on, it sounds like you were on like a main street, weren't you? And like, yeah, you got, yeah. But like you had a steady flow of clients without even probably having to worry about it. No, know, like, no, no, I didn't. You're right. I didn't have to worry about it. But the question is, nobody knew I was uh, doing work. Mm. So if someone watches my... Instagram and yours, it seems, even if you drop once a week, it seems like you're always busy. And yeah. me, I don't exist. So I think that really has a big effect. It's like regular. It doesn't have to be every day. Yeah. Like if you do it once a week. Start once a week. And, and once you work it into your workflow, it actually doesn't take any, any more time. Like now that I do it on a regular basis, I just know that when I finish my edit, 
I just take a clip out, drop it in a separate timeline, export it. It takes two seconds to export because it's like a short little clip. Yeah. And it takes me an extra five minutes to post it. It adds maybe 10 minutes to my my edit, you know? And so now I do it more often because it's like, it's it's a part of my workflow now. You know, it's these ways of like advertising, I think instead of, it, it seems daunting, it seems like a bunch of extra work that you have to do. But I think the key is, to be consistent with it is to just implement it into your work, your current workflow. Mm-hmm. Figure out what you can do. You know, there's things now like uh, Instagram actually has its own creator studio, it's called. Mm-hmm. And it's basically, it's free to use. You don't have to sign up for anything. And you can post a bunch of videos or a bunch of photos and you can schedule them for every day, every, every day of the week or whatever at what times. And just do it once and not even forget about it until next Monday or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, whatever day you do it. So there's there's plenty of tools now that just make this easier to do and make it you know consistent and part of your workflow. And it doesn't really take that much time. And it's always worth it. It always gets you more clients, and that's really what you need when you're freelancing is always finding new clients. You were asking me, and I would like to ask you what I, I imagine it's very similar. But what jobs have you been? What type of jobs have you been? doing since you're starting here in Costa Rica? Yeah, here in Costa Rica, I mean, I've been doing a little bit of everything, but uh, like you mentioned before, real estate is definitely big here. It's huge real estate market. So I've been doing a lot of real estate videos. I I tend to be able to charge more for those too um, because people are, you know, making the real estate agents here making really good money. Um, I do real estate videos. I do. I also do photos for real estate too. I usually offer a package mm-hmm. um, to do both, and most people take that on. So being able to do both, yeah. I think, is it's really beneficial. Um, also, with that being having a drone and being yeah. able to do drone shoots uh, is super important on almost all my shoots. Like when I mention I have a drone, they get excited. Talking about <laughs> drone and talking about video because. When I came here, I had to change and start pushing a lot more on video because I was very much in photography. Video was like 10% of my work uh, or even not even my work, work around me in the studio. Some other people were doing video there. But um, here in Costa Rica, I realized that video first photos kind of expected, but a lot of people did just want the video. And that was cool for me also because uh, it made me go again and and go to editing software and um i always knew how to use cameras and film and all that but just i wasn't doing i wasn't really practicing a lot and now after this year and a half working here i feel okay like this is i'm not also enjoying more mm-hmm. to be honest it's like maybe because it's more not a new thing but it's more new yeah i think i think that like these days it's pretty important to go into this kind of thing as seeing yourself as just a creator you know all around being able to shoot some video being able to shoot photos uh learning how to fly a drone um maybe you're learning a little bit of marketing uh, uh social media marketing um maybe you want to do a little bit of graphic design in there 
any of these extra skills that you have, they are together. it's just like it, it all works together. You can offer all, all of those services to the same client. And now your values just went way up. Like and if somebody can just hire one person instead of five, yeah, you know. It's, but obviously also you don't have to do everything by yourself. No, that's what we, we, we yeah. work together a lot. Like, you know, because your background's in photography, mine's more, well, mine is photography as well, but I've been focusing on video more. It's great to be able to have two people, one to focus on photos and one to focus on video. Because you know it's a pain in the ass to be like oh, switching man. back and in forth some, all the time. Like if you do something like a wedding, come on. Yeah, it's, it's a no-go. But uh, what I'm saying is like, it is possible to find some really gr cool graphic designer that he works with you. Uh, that's someone that uh, it's in your group of friends or someone you know. And sometimes clients ask, and you can say, I can do it. But, man, I wouldn't like to mix offering graphic design from myself and photography and videos. Like, someone will be dedicated to that. So I'll just call this person. Yeah, well, that's, that's the great thing about finding other creatives. And that's what I love, actually. It seems like with this industry is that, or at least my outlook with it, I don't know about, I can't just speak for everybody else, but... Um, I don't really see other creatives around me as competition. I see it as opportunities. Yeah. And, and I just love working with other people in general. But being able to work alongside other people or be able to split the load um, or be able to learn from each other, it's, it's kind of cool. I feel like every time I meet another photographer or, or filmmaker, like we're both like usually really excited. Like it's not like, oh, God, another oh, like, yeah, competition. Oh, yeah, yeah. not no, there's nothing. Because, you know, also here in Costa Rica, it doesn't not a lot of people. Yeah, but, there's not uh, a lot of us here, so it's kind of even, exciting when you find. Even find in Berlin, I I would meet photographers from uh, from Holland, and and we we're just ta 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 ta, and it was really really cool. Um, what else? The um, the thing uh, I was listening to you, and it was you were talking about collaboration, and it's funny that even in a place like Costa Rica, where there is offer, but there is less offer for sure. In one year, one year and a half, that I'm here. I'm. I know now that I'm. I can build a team for a more high-end project. Just mm -hmm. let's. We we work together. We call Simel in San Jose. We call Savelle in San Jose. We have a, an amazing team immediately. Yeah, that's. I mean, for high-end. The beauty of like connecting with other creatives all the time is yeah. that. Now you can sell a bigger, a bigger, or you can take on a bigger project, you know, yeah. and that's where you make more money. The job we did together in San Jose for the, for this brand, uh, this uh, Swiss brand, these guys, suddenly we were working together. We had professional models. We had assistant, we had makeup. And if I have something like that, I know what to call now. Mm -hmm. I know I'm going to call you, Simel, the same makeup artist. Maybe the models will be different, but they were cool. And it is possible. It's just I think when it comes to when it comes to this business, when it comes to this art form, I think, and I'm sure most of us, you really need to love it. Because if you love it, man, you'll just make friends in the business. Yeah. You'll make friends with your clients. Uh, and you're always excited about going to work. 
And that will create better product, will create better relations, and in the end, will create a better life. So, and Costa Rica is so chill about that. It's so cool about that. A lot of, especially in this area where we live, there's so many people with good vibration, with really, they want to do something good and they are, they try to be fair uh, when it comes to do business. I like it. Yeah, there's a lot of people, I've noticed there's a lot of people here that have their own business that like I don't really know that many people here that are employees pretty much everybody has their own business mm -hmm. and 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 it's it's conducive to starting your own business here um, obviously if you're taking on employment here you're not getting paid very much so having some sort of bit your own business is kind of the way you make it happen here <clears throat> but it's inspiring to be around that and you know being around in a place where there's a everybody's doing that it makes it just feel a lot easier to settle into that and and the reality here is we have we are dealing with expats mainly there's we work a lot with with yeah. ticos but let's say a lot of our work is with expats yeah the higher paying work um that's where i think it's interesting about costa rica like i've lived in a bunch of other parts of latin america and though those areas and those countries are a lot cheaper than costa rica there's a lot less opportunity to make good money there. Mm -hmm. Costa Rica is more expensive to live, but you can charge significantly more, or there's more people here willing to pay the price for video production and photos than there is in like Colombia where I used to live. And so that's something like you think moving somewhere, like, or that's something I think to think about when you're, if you're thinking of moving somewhere else, and if you think there's opportunity there to do this, is not just look for the cheapest place to live, but look for the place that has the most industry, the most opportunity, yeah. and you know has a little bit more money, people with money, yeah. to be able to pay for this. Because this kind of work is—it's not cheap, really, you know—and it's a lot of freaking work. It shouldn't be cheap. It takes a lot of skills to be able to pull off a production, and you want to be somewhere where people are willing to, you know, actually pay for it. So I found Costa Rica is actually good for, for that. There's a lot of Now you just touched here. the point. I don't know if it's the right moment to talk about it, but I would like to talk about it. It's like when people sometimes they say, oh, that's too much money because we you just need a simple video. They're not only paying what you can do. They're not only paying your knowledge, your skills and your time. They're paying for something which is what I call being a professional It's like there's a minimum chance of you of you screwing up that mm -hmm. the confidence that yeah you, you adapt pull it off. you yeah. adapt there's something wrong here i have something in my backpack that will solve that yeah totally because you can always find somebody to do it cheaper of course always. or for and free here, or for free yeah, here there's a lot of people that will do it cheaper for sure and you know why costa rica is fun because it rains a lot here not now but it rains a lot and people only have the morning yeah. on a thursday morning we do that yeah and if you show up the light is not good and you don't, you don't have a flash in your in your back hmm not that not this thursday yeah. oh this guy sucks no and that's the kind of thing you also get you also pay when you hire someone to do to do a job it's like this is going to be done that day the quality will be great yeah that's something i've i've taken on and it's benefit me a lot with getting more clients is that I make a point to deliver like by the next day 
and and I stay solid with that. I mean, unless it's a big project that's an ongoing thing. You can you deliver next day? I for real estate shoots for a to, lot of uh, with video. A lot of my shoots, I I deliver within twenty four hours. So I do the shoot. Like say it's a. Oftentimes I'm shooting in the morning, especially like you were saying, rainy season. If I'm shooting outdoors or something, it's, it has to be in the morning. I do the shoot. I come back here to the office and I edit it. And the next day I come back to, to the project, go over it again, make some changes. You know, I like to revisit the project. That's why once. I'm, that's why I, I was like, because I like to have two or three days. Yeah. So I can leave it one day. Yeah, I think seeing. that's really important to come back to it because your first edit is never going to be the way it needs but to be. But you start editing the same day. I like to start editing the same day. I, ah. like, I like to get, the second I get back to the office, I take, I offload the footage, I organize it, I do file management, you know, because I have as well lost files before and it's a terrible experience. Yeah. I'm like, like really diligent about it now. Second that I get back, even if I'm tired, busy, the card comes out of the, the camera, goes directly into the computer, goes into the right folder, organized, and and generally I start editing right away. I like to, because when I have it fresh in my mind that I just shot it, mm -hmm. when I edit, it just, it comes together. Like I'm in that mindset of that project. If I start on a different project and come back, sometimes I don't really remember exactly where I was going with it. Yeah, it's the same with me, but I just need more time and it's because of like reality because I arrive home and I have a little kid there. I yeah, well, you mom. have a kid that's like a whole other story. <laughs> and then next kid, day so. I start looking at the images and I start editing and all that. And I have like a really rough and then on I sleep on it. And the other day I finish and I deliver. Yeah, I mean, I, I think for a five, six minute video, I think most people don't expect to get it the next day. No, they're OK with but one week when they do. Yeah, they're like, like they're stoked like and and if i can like i just the other day a couple days ago i got hit up to do a real estate shoot that they needed it that day and they were like can you do this it's all good if you can't and and i did it i pulled it off i cruised over the, they called me at like two in the afternoon to ask me to do this and by six o'clock they had their video. You want to know my fastest deliver? And they were stoked. I was paid by the end of the day and everything. It <laughs> it's was, good, it was man. Great. They are happy. They have what I they was, want. I super didn't fast. even expect it to happen. So it was just an extra 200, you know, 250 bucks. It was this tiny little house down the street from, from here. I just busted it out. My fastest deliver was not long ago. Someone asked me to shoot something with the drone. It was just drone footage. I went with them to the mountain. I filmed it with the... S, and I edited at lunch on my phone with the DJI app and I deliver. <laughs> oh, wow. It's cool, man. It's... I used to do that. I've actually, when I first started freelancing and I had my drone, I would edit it on the DJI app while I was traveling in like Columbia. I didn't have a computer with me and they needed something simple. Yeah. 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 So that's just another So we finish of, lunch like, and I say you have the video here and people are like, started. what? You have it here? Yeah. You know, but sometimes, yeah, then people say, oh, okay, this is, I'm paying, you a lot. I'm paying you a lot it's and you just do it like this. And yeah. I'm like, no, you're paying me because I can do it like that. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's the thing is like people, they don't really care how you do it. No. They just want 
it they want it quick and they want it to look the way that they needed it like however you decide to do that you know whatever gear you use whatever your workflow is like to them they don't want to think about that and i just want to get it yeah in a timely manner so whatever you need to do maybe you need to shoot you know in a different way like maybe you just shoot in jpeg and you don't even edit the photos maybe you shoot in standard color profile on your on your camera for video and you don't have to worry about now doing color green if it's like a quick project just sometimes it's good to just simplify those steps so you can turn and burn on those types of projects yeah and also people i realize clients that want more iron stuff usually they know it takes more time yeah they know you will need more people to work yeah yeah totally because or they done it before or they know okay i want something top and they will research how can i do this and they say oh a team of three four people i need a team okay i need to hire some models on the project a lot of the projects that i take on here the clients don't know that much about video that maybe they've never even had video made before or here and there but they they don't really know what's involved and so I can kind of like make it involved but uh, but yeah I think I think uh, I think we've we've covered a lot today um, this was our first podcast it's kind of all over the place a little bit but we just wanted to kind of get started try this yeah. out uh, this is our first time doing this setup we did it we decided to do a two camera setup here this time in the studio Next time we might try one camera. We might even try going outside, and we're gonna, we're gonna experiment. Get some other people on here too. Yeah, man. We would. I would love. I would love to bring people here. Yeah. Uh, or focus. locally, here on the spot, or uh, through some some platform that we can interview them remotely, or even live stream. Um, because I think it's it's it brings value to the conversation. Also, I would like to ask people listening to us to to just write in the comments uh, what you think about this first uh, podcast, and also what if you have uh, ideas or things that you would like us to talk about. Um, and yeah, yeah, of course. Anything we do wrong, just let us know. I don't care. We'll yeah, take it. yeah. There's always room for improvement. Yeah, we're just getting started. But yeah, this we, we just know. we just did this very quickly. Uh, so this is not the best sound. This is not the best everything. This is our second time doing it today. Yeah. Because the first time I forgot to set something on my old A7S and the recording limit yeah. cut off after a half hour. So we had to hack the camera to get the recording limit off and now this is our second run through so yeah we had to we're do some, still figuring it out some but. hacking <laughs> but we wanted to start and um we want to we want to hear from you not only people from all parts of the world but also from people from costa rica yeah say what's up and and subscribe our channel yeah uh, and we'll continue this um we're gonna try to make this a a weekly thing eventually but mm-hmm. we'll see where it goes we'll get back in here as soon as we can okie dokie okay i think it's time to say goodbye all right all right cool that was great see you guys next time see you guys next time take care <laughs>